everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I am the co-founder of Ignite DA. And as always, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us for a few minutes of education and enlightenment. And we're pleased today to have a return guest on, somebody that I've really enjoyed getting to know and love what she's doing on social media. And that is Stephanie Botts. Stephanie, how are you? I'm doing great, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me on again. I always enjoy talking to you, and I'm excited about today's podcast. We're going to have a lot of fun today. You know, in a short amount of time, we got a lot to get to, but I want to make sure people know who you are and how they can follow you on Instagram, too, because I love what you're doing with that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, my name's Stephanie Botts. I am on Instagram at as at steph.posturepros. And I'm a dental hygienist here in Denver, Colorado. I still practice part-time, but I started an ergonomic coaching company last year to help all members of the dental team with their ergonomics so that they can practice safer, have less risk of injury, more energy, less fatigue, all of those things that we struggle with in dentistry. You know, and and I know you're, you're a Yankee. You've been a lot of different places. You're getting the word out there. And I'm so thankful because obviously we know that ergonomics is so important to that lengthening of the career. And, and, you know, like you always say, not going home in pain every day. Yeah, it's man, when you're in pain and I've been there, when you're in pain, it, it completely affects your quality of life, not just at work, but outside of work as well. It's really hard to be fully engaged with your family and friends and enjoy your activities when you're just laid up on the couch. And I don't want that for anyone. I don't want it for myself and I don't want it for anyone else out there. And it really starts with these small things that we're doing every day in the operatory that will help us be healthier. So small things. It's a great intro to something we talked about last time, but let's make sure we hit it again this time. And that's the importance of micro breaks. Now, Tell, tell our listeners what micro breaks are and why they're important. Sure. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. That's one of my favorite things to recommend to people. So a micro break is exactly what it sounds like. It's a tiny little break, but you take it several times throughout the day. So technically, it's a 20 to 30 second stretch break every 20 minutes. And what that does, it sounds like a lot, but it really isn't once you get used to incorporating that into your daily routine. But what it does is it really helps relax these overworked and overused muscles that we all have in dentistry. And it allows blood to flow back into those muscles and start healing some of the damage that we incur on a daily basis because of practicing dentistry. And I try to tell people ergonomics, at least the way I teach it, it's not about being perfect all the time because Mm -hmm. honestly, we can't be perfect all the time because we're in dentistry. But these micro breaks are our medicine. They really help counteract the damage that we incur on a daily basis. And it just really helps our muscles heal and reduces our pain and fatigue. So I just, I cannot stress that enough for people to take that 20 second break every 20 minutes. And and I think that is fantastic. I love what you said right there, because I think so often we try to do like this higher standard where, like you said, we have to be perfect all the time. And then we get frustrated because we're not there. Right. You know, and, and so I think a lot of folks don't do their their proper ergonomics or proper positioning or whatever it might be because they're like, well, I can't do it all the time. So they don't do it. Any of the time. Yeah, exactly. And that's how I used to be, too, because I mean, we're all perfectionists. We're in dentistry. So that's what we are. Um, and if yeah, if we can't master something or be 100 percent perfect all the time, we do get frustrated. 
And so I really try to tell people, just give yourself some grace, be kind to yourself and just notice a lot of ergonomics is just about body awareness. So that when you notice that your arm is like in that chicken wing posture, or if you notice that you've been twisting for a long time, really just be aware of that and try to stretch out those muscles to um, give the muscles the nourishment that they need. But it, you cannot be perfect all the time. Thank goodness, that's a high bar. Right? Yeah, <laughs> so I, I'm curious about uh, positioning mm -hmm. uh, because I know that that's something you've alluded to. I've heard you talk about a little bit. Is it more critical the position of the patient, the position of the assistant, which is more critical in the ergonomic, uh, you know, effort to keep uh, things going smoothly? Yeah, that's a great question. So it's it's. It's a dynamic relationship between our positioning or the assistant's positioning and the patient's positioning. I think they're both equally important. Um, if we don't have our position or our, excuse me, our patient positioned correctly, that is going to dictate our posture either for the better or for the worse. And so it starts with positioning our patient um, in order to support us in a nice, neutral, healthy posture. And so that's what I try to focus on either, you know, in my CEs or when I'm coaching people is to know what neutral posture feels like for you. And then you're going to try to adjust your patient and your equipment to support you in neutral posture. But that's probably one of the biggest things that I see when I'm going in and doing assessments is the patient. It's kind of you're kind of setting yourself to up to fail because the patient is not positioned correctly. And so you're going to have to start hunching and leaning and twisting and do all these acrobatics in order to do your job. And, and one thing that I've heard, and I'm sure you've probably heard it as well, is that, well, I don't want to make the patient move or I don't want to make him or her uncomfortable. You know, how, how do you have that conversation with the patient about needing to adjust so that you're not as you said, doing the chicken wing. Yeah. So, and that's difficult because in dentistry, we're perfectionists, but we're also caretakers. And so we tend to put the needs of other people in front of our own. And I'm really trying to encourage clinicians to not to not care about your patient, but you have to take, you have to care about yourself more because your patient isn't going to be the one paying your medical bills, right? When you're like laid up on the couch after surgery or if, or if you're injured. So um, there's a lot of coaching that I do as far as like verbiage to use on the patient. Something that has um, helped is compromising with the patient. So if you are working on um, like, let's say both arches, you can do the lower arch with them partially reclined. But if you're going to work on the upper arch, I just tell them, okay, I can partially recline you for the lower arch, but I have to have you lay all the way back for the upper and just try to give them a timeline and a compromise with them a little bit. Um, I feel like if we give the patient um, that sense that we're trying to work with them, that we're not just being difficult, that they're a lot more flexible um, in getting them in the position that we need them to be in. Something else that really helps is um, using cushions. Um, I'm a big fan of using cushions. As long as that cervical spine, the top part of the spine and the neck is supported, you will be amazed at how far back your patients will let you go. Now, that's a that's an interesting thing uh, because I know how many practices are using cushions now versus not, would you say? Is that a more common thing? There's not a lot. It's not common. Um, and I, I, I used to get annoyed when patients would come in and ask for cushions because I thought they were being, you know, like high maintenance or something. But if you know how to use them, it can really help you with your positioning. 
And, and this is, this isn't something that I've, um, this is just a thought of mine. It's a theory of mine, but I feel like when patients start to lean back, there's a certain fear that comes into play. If their cervical spine is not supported, they feel like their I don't know if they feel like their head's going to fall off or what's going to happen. But if you have that, that spine, the cervical spine supported, they have no problem leaning all the way back. And that even works for elderly patients. And those are at least my most difficult patients to position. But man, if I give them a pillow, they'll pretty much do anything that I want. It's amazing how we think that we're going to choke on our own spit, our head's going to fall off, you know, all these things that happen with hair. It's fascinating, right? (laughs) I know. I think it's a mental game. Um, But if we can kind of understand that from the patient's point of view, it'll it'll help us communicate with them better. And and I'm glad you brought that up because I think communication is so important, especially during like, let's say it's a long procedure where you know that, you know, everybody's going to be in the same position for a little bit. How do you discuss with the patient maybe making some subtle changes to the positioning during what might be a longer procedure? Yeah. So um, like you could maybe start if you kind of want to ease the patient into that position, you could start with them partially reclined and just say, "Okay, Mr. So-and-so, now I need to tip you back a bit further so that I can better visualize, you know, the back of number 18 or whatever it is. Um, And then just kind of giving them a little bit of give and take, I think will will go a long way with them. And I I think that's such a big thing. You know, I know like my parents as an example, you know, they're they're both in their upper 70s. And you mentioned the elderly patients. But I also know they are the type of patients that want to do everything they can for the the dental assistant and for the dentist and the hygienist while they're there as well. Uh, You know, so I I think just letting them know that you're trying to work with them. I think that's such a great tip. Great idea. Yeah. And just, you know, like Mr. So-and-so, I I really need you leaned all the way back so that I can do a good job on this tooth. It's really far back there. And I just have to, I have to be able to see it. And I promise you, I'll get you out of this position as soon as I can. So do you mind if I go back to something you said earlier? Because we talked about the micro breaks and, and I was thinking about these long these longer procedures. Mm-hmm. Is it possible to do micro breaks during a longer procedure? Or is that something you need to wait before and after and like in between patients? What do you think of that? No. Yeah. You can, I, I encourage people to do that, especially during long procedures because the dental assistant, especially they are stuck in this static posture. And a lot of times with dental assistants, they're twisting from the low back because of how they're positioned and they have the highest prevalence of low back issues among all of us. Um, So especially if you're stuck in that position doing like a full mouth rehab or endo or surgery, the patient would appreciate a break and you guys would definitely need a break. And so I encourage you every 20 minutes or so to try to set your stuff down. And this is both the dentist and the assistant while you're giving a patient a break do some stretches on your own for at least 20 seconds. And it's kind of nice too with the dentist and the assistant because there's certain times during the appointment where the dentist is waiting on the assistant or the assistant is waiting on the dentist. And that kind of give and take is a good opportunity to incorporate some kind of stretch as well. You know, and I know one thing we talked about the last time that we had our podcast, and I want to make sure we touch on again, is the importance of communication among the team members, including the dentist, about making sure that everybody's taking those stretch breaks and maybe holding each other accountable with that as well, right? Yeah. And that's one of my favorite things to do is coach entire offices at one time because it gets everyone on board in this ergonomic mindset. And it really helps. You guys can hold yourselves accountable and kind of call, not call each other out in a mean way, but be like, hey, why are you slouching? Like sit up straight or have you stretched today or whatever it is. 
because we spend so much time with each other every day at the practice. We really need to take care of each other. And, and I know with your experience with schedule and everything else, you know, the day can get crazy. Things can run late. Everybody's running around. And sometimes taking those breaks is the last thing on everybody's mind. How do you make sure that that still stays in even when the schedule falls apart? Is it just holding each other accountable? Yeah. And I think that it's a mindset shift for the clinician um, because at least something that has helped me, I'm big on quality of life outside of practice. And so even in my day, because I still practice, if I sometimes I do want to just like hunch over and lean over and just get it done real quick and not worry about my ergonomics. But I always think, how do I want to feel at the end of my shift? Do I have plans tonight? Do What do I want to do this weekend? Like, I don't want to be in pain and exhausted. And that's what helps me be motivated to keep taking these breaks and being very intentional with my positioning because I want to feel good. I don't want to be in pain. So I think it's just a, it's a mindset issue, I think, most of the time. I, I love that. You know you've got outside and, and you prioritize that. And I think a lot of our assistants who listen to this are the same exact way that they really value the family time they've got and they want to be able to enjoy it. Yeah. And it's like, it's no fun having to cancel plans, not be fully engaged because of your work is killing you because then you end up being angry at your job or your work because you know, it's kind of breaking your body down a little bit and nobody, no one wants that. No, nobody does. You're exactly right. So Stephanie, I know you help a lot of dental practices with this. Tell them more about you, what you do, Posture Pros, and how they can get a hold of you. Sure, yeah. So I've got a website. It's posturepros.net. And on that website, there's my email, phone number, all of my social media handles as well. Um, what I'm what I'm trying to do is go into practices or do this virtually, but I'm spending one-on-one -on -one time with each clinician, whether it be the assistant, the dentist, or the hygienist. I'm taking video and photos and then I identify their unique risk factors because we all do crazy things when we're practicing that we don't, we don't know what we're doing. So it's really nice to see yourself like in photos and videos because then you're able to start recognizing what you're doing and you're able to change it. So that's my assessment that I do. And then I come back in and coach the um, clinician during an appointment while they're working on a patient. So we can practice these new skills in real time on a patient. It just makes it a lot more relatable and accessible instead of me just telling people that they need to sit up straight, you know? <laughs> and, and I love that people can actually see that they're doing something maybe not as well as they could be because people always swear, oh, I don't do that. Well, yeah, the video doesn't lie, unfortunately. So. Yeah. And, and they're surprised at how long they're in that position for or how often they return to that position. And it could be, I've never seen crazy things with people with their arm out in the chicken wing for like an hour or they've got their legs crossed when they're in the stool. I mean, they just, they're doing their job and they're focusing on the patient and they don't realize what they're doing. And so it's just really useful to know that. Well, from one Colorado to another, thank you for all you're doing for dental practices all over the country. I, I know you're making a difference and I'm really glad you were able to come on today and talk a little bit more about it. Well, thank you so much. I, I always enjoy talking to you and talking dental with you. And um, I hope that your listeners get something good out of today's presentation or uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, please reach out to Stephanie. Please feel, always feel free to reach out to our guests because the reason they come on here is to help you have a better day. And that's what we love to do here at the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us. Make sure you're telling your colleagues about us because we're going to keep bringing you the leaders in the industry right here to talk to you, the amazing dental assistants. But for now, Kevin Henry, co-founder of Ignite DA, signing off, wishing you a great day ahead. And as always, together we rise.